Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with parenting expert Trish Wilkinson of The Brain Stages and you guys are going to want to check her out at thebrainstages.com and we're talking today about a real problem that families are having, especially parents are having, Trish, with with COVID, with the restrictions, with the cancellations and changing and, and, and all the things that are happening Parents are reporting to me they don't have time to parent, and they're struggling with what are the most important things that we can do as a parent, because let's be honest, parenting has changed with the pandemic. Kids are home, they've got lots of screen time, now they're back at school or they're hybrid, you know, vaccinated, not vaccinated, vaccination shaming, all these things are going on in the you know, kids world, but then in the parents world, we have parents that used to be working five days a week and have childcare. Well, now their kids are going to school two days a week and they're working two days a week in the office, one day home. You know, there's all these changes and with all these changes changing every week, parents are tired. They're frustrated. Kids are tired. They're frustrated. And I think the parenting is falling down. And what I'm hearing from the people that write into the show is they don't know what to focus on. What are the most important parenting things I can do with my kids when I'm stressed, when I don't have time, and I don't have the answers. That's the other big thing that parents are complaining about. They don't know if their kid's going to be able to go back to school after 14 days. They don't know if they're going to be sequestered. They don't know if our homecoming was canceled because a couple kids tested positive at the high school and the high school allowed only the vaccinated students to go to the dance. Wow. So there's just so much going on and it's, and, and I get that. I mean, it's hard for parents and, and I feel like there's a lot of parent shaming going on now too. And there's so much anxiety and depression, anxiety, worrying about what's going to happen and depression, worrying about what has been happening. And it's actually changing the chemicals in people's brains. And what I want to tell parents right now is the most important thing to do is to keep an open dialogue. And what does that look like? You know, when you go grocery shopping, having a conversation, or when you're in the car, just having a conversation. And if you notice a look on your child's face, telling your child that you see them, does that make sense to say, wow, you, you seem really thoughtful. And just being quiet and listening, because what's happening, too, is that everybody is so wrapped up in their own stress because we're all just kind of in survival mode that we have largely stopped listening to each other. And and that's, you know, that's really a hard situation for a lot of people. A lot of us were tired of wearing masks. A lot of kids for in particular have a hard time breathing in masks. 
Uh, Trish, I'm just going to step in here for a second because now is a really good time to thank our sponsor. And, you know, we're talking today with parenting expert Trish Wilkinson, and we're talking about parenting fatigue and parenting burnout during, you know, this pandemic aftermath. And, you know, there's so much going on in the world. And I really want to thank Raycon because Raycon gives us these super cute, beautiful, fun earbuds that start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. And that's like music to my ears, literally. Um, and right now, our Military Mom listeners can get 15% off the Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash militarymom. That's buyraycon.com slash militarymom to save 15% on Raycons. Now, Raycons are spelled R-A-Y-C-O-N, buyraycon.com slash militarymom. And you're going to be so glad you check these out because first of all, they come in super fun colors. And I have two different colors. I really like their rose gold because it's feminine and elegant and with their like rubber oil look and feel the case is super pretty and it's shiny and um, I also have a red pair and the red pair I use in my gym bag and the rose gold one I use at work or I use for travel because they just look so classy and they look expensive and they really look great and not only do they look great but they have these optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit and they're impressive before you even start listening. And you get all these different sound profiles to make sure you're listening to sounds at its best. So if you're listening to podcasts, you might chose pure mode. If you listen to balance mode, you might be listening to rock. Or if I'm really hip hop and jamming at the gym, I'm going to pump up that bass. And there's also an all new awareness mode for when you need to listen to your surroundings instead. I mean, <laughs> I know we have to listen to our kids sometimes, but it is really nice to drown them out too. Um, Raycons offer eight hours of playtime and a 32 hour battery life. There's also a built in mic so you can take calls on your earbuds at the press of a button. And like I said, Raycons start at half the price of other premium auto brands. So go ahead, get yourself a pair, get your kids a pair, you know, get yourself two pairs like I do. And I never have have to be without my music. I never have to be without my sports. I never have to be without my audio classes because some of the classes I take are audio classes. And Raycons come with a 45-day happiness guarantee. What is better than that? So right now, my military moms can get 15% off to their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash militarymom. That's buyraycon.com slash militarymom to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash military moms you guys get yourself something nice don't break the bank we all deserve it because especially as moms we're doing double and triple duty and that's why we're talking to parenting expert Trish Wilkinson today about so many of the parenting burnouts that we're experiencing I mean there are just a lot of issues that are going on right now and I would say the biggest thing that parents can do to slow down, to speed up. Part of it is we need to slow down to speed up, first of all, because this running around in circles and running faster and faster on our treadmill, it's not helping. And, and I think the biggest thing is to slow down so we can speed up. And a lot of that is having an open, mutually respectful dialogue with our kids. For example, a lot of kids, because of all the stress and anxiety and, and depression that's been happening. They're spending more and more time on screens. Well, what happens when we get to so many hours of screens, it starts to become addictive. And then parents are feeling like, so now I have to wean them off. Now it's like a drug addiction or something. And 
And then they're having a hard time weaning them off because the kids are finding their safety in those things. And what do you do when your child is finding safety in screens? Because our brains need to feel safe for us to be able to function. So well, let's talk about the brain aspect, you know, for a second, you are the brain stages, you wrote a book on brain stages, and that's available on Amazon. It's also available on the brainstages.com. What does all this screen time because it's, it's, it's not that you, the parents can prevent it it's five, six, seven hours of of class screen time and then getting together with sports teams even are now implementing screen time. When we had COVID in one of our sports teams, 35 kids cannot get together to practice. So coach moved the practice sessions and the workout sessions. Guess what? Online. Wow. So the first thing I want to clarify that's really important is what we're talking about is recreational screen time, playing games, social media, those kinds of things, the, what scientists there, the jury's still out because they're still doing a longitudinal study about what that's about, but what's safe on screens for recreational screen time cumulatively is about two hours a day. Trish, I'm just going to jump in here for a minute. Uh, I want to thank our sponsor because our sponsor, I love, and they're a perfect match for today's show as we're talking about the parenting pandemic and healthy uses of screen time. This game is so great for me. And if you've listened to my show for a while, you know that I just really love Best Fiends. I use it to decompress. I use it to just take me away from all the stress of parenting. And it just gives me a break. And, you know, it is the best. Best match three style game by far. I mean, the the other ones are nice. I mean, they're different color schemes and they're different things, but they don't have the storyline. They don't have the characters and they don't have the good guys, the fiends and the not so good guys, the, the slugs. And, you know, I'll give you a perfect example. Right now, today, I played the ice cream race and you get to serve ice cream to six customers and Baker Bob will join your team. And, you know, you get this permanent attack power and it's just really fun and it's pretty, you know, it's like purpley ice cream and you've got all these cute characters, you've got these cute music and, you know, you can just step into this great little world of action-packed adventure and brain-boosting puzzle games all rolled into one. And this is exactly what parenting expert Trish Wilkinson is talking about, about a healthy use of digital games to give us a break, to take us away. And then, you know, we can put it down and come back happier and friendlier and a better parent because we're not so crazy with what's going on in the world. And there's always a fresh challenge waiting for me when I need a mental pick-me-up. So I want you guys to download Best Fiends free today in the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. And they have thousands of levels, you guys. You're never going to get bored. It's like this little vacation in my pocket that when I've had enough, I just pull it out. I play a few rounds and I'm the music is fun and I enjoy it and it just takes me away and then I can go back and do what I need to do and that's what we're talking about today with Trish Wilkinson about all these challenges that parents are facing and quite frankly we're starting to burn out from all of this pandemic parenting craziness you know Trish one of the things that I think was really helpful for you to tell me was that screen time you know is is playing games, is doing certain things. It's not meetings. It's not, you know, cumulatively, you know, this isn't a problem 
only if it's a crazy excessive amount. That when you're on a meeting online, it's not doing the same thing to your brain. If you are reading for comprehension online, that's not the same thing either, because that's not causing the, the constant dopamine release of the rewards from social media where you're going back and forth with your friends or, you know, with Instagram or Snapchat or, or TikTok or, you know, any of those kinds of things that you're using, those things cause certain reactions in your brain. So those are the things I'm talking about that are two hours that are safe. As far as, you know, reading screens and reading on screens, you know, kids are safer reading on something that that isn't backlit, that doesn't have a blue light, because we need to take a break, look away from screens about every 20 minutes so that we get the adjustment far away and close so that our eyes stay healthy, because otherwise it affects our, our eyesight and kids end up with glasses sooner than they would have otherwise. And you know, all these other things. So what I would say, it doesn't cost any extra money and you can do it while you're doing other things. If you have to go grocery shopping, have your kids help you with the grocery shopping and have, have conversations while you're grocery shopping. You know, talk to them about, find out what's really going on with them. Sit down with them. If you need to create boundaries about something that's going on in your home, that's not optimal, enlist your kids, work with them to come up with situations together because you'll get more buy-in, whether they're, you know, whether they're elementary school kids or middle school or high school, you'll get more buy-in and they'll feel like they're a part of the solution that they're all working together. Part of what's happening is all of the isolation that's going on. Well, um, and that's what and adults. But I'm going to ask you, like as a parenting expert, you know, when I think of the cumulative screen time, because of the isolation, we have lots of like vax versus anti-vax. The vax kids can play together. The anti-vax kids can play together. And sometimes, you know, they mix, but more often than not, they don't. So if my kid is on screen for Babel and the different things he uses for Spanish, then he's on screen for classes. Then when he gets on break, he wants to go on his phone because it's the only way he can communicate with his friends, you know, using Snapchat or texting or whatever, you know, right. and then here's the other thing that adds to the problem. There's lots of kids that parents have not let them go back to school. So the only way they can get together, they can't snap or talk during school. They can't, they get into these group play games at night, like the Mario play group. And my son might be in there for with 10 of his friends that he hasn't seen. And they're talking about homeschool versus hybrid school versus whatever, but it's all on a screen, like whether it's a small screen and then his books are on his Kindle. <laughs> so, right, right. you know, we literally go from eight in the morning till sometimes 10 at night on some sort of screen. So where do you limit as a parenting expert with these conditions? What do you limit? So the first thing is, is we have to understand that screen time is not downtime for the brain okay. and the brain needs downtime. You know, when kids stare off into space and a lot of times, especially if they, we have, they have attention issues, we're like, oh my gosh, they're just staring off into space. They're not listening again. And we act like they're being negligent. The thing is, is that the um, default network was discovered in like 2001. It turns out when our brains get saturated, 
our our brains literally go offline and reboot. They need downtime. They need so when they're staring off into space, instead of saying, "Oh, like I just had a kid tell me the other day, oh, all of a sudden I got derailed." He actually didn't use a very he he said he had a brain fart. That's actually not what's happening. His brain is, and I told him that. I said your brain's actually rebooting, and and thank God your brain does that. And part of what's happening with so much screen time is that our our kids aren't getting that downtime. They need time to not be on any screens because, and that's also that something that's happening with the recreation because in recreation it's easy to just pick up a screen and do something on a screen and all i would say is to have so sit down with your kids and say look it's not healthy for you to be on a screen for 12 hours a day and at the same time i understand that's the only time you get to talk to your friends that's when you're going to school that's when you're i mean i i get all of that so we need to come up with specific times during the day when you're getting a break from screens and we need to set and we need to set healthy time limits for you to be able to do your screen time and get to spend time with your friends but that you're not on it constantly gotcha. because it's not good for your eyes it's not good for for your brain for your neural pathways there are a whole bunch of things that if you're doing screen time in a healthy way, then it's actually good for you. I mean, screen, how incredible that we're having this pandemic and all this stuff happening and we have this technology. So our kids have not been completely isolated. I mean, that would have been worse, right? So, So I'm not saying that screens are bad. I'm just saying we need to program into their lives, program into their schedules you know, that they're doing recreational screen time about two hours a day where they're playing games and whatever with their, with their friends or, you know, doing social media and all that kind of stuff. And then they're doing school on screens or needs to be some kind of break. They need to have physical activity still, because if they're not ever getting physical and doing anything physical, it means that they're, they're, hippocampus, for example, long-term memory isn't doing the kind of cell division and, and growth and replenishing, you know, all the, all the neurons, all of the cells in the brain need to be replenished. They also need to be getting good sleep. And a lot of parents have been telling me that their kids aren't getting good sleep. They're having a hard time sleeping. Well, part of that is because they're not turning off their screens one to two hours before they go to bed. Oh, sure. And, easily. And, and there, you know, the blue light and stuff that's going on with the screens, Kindles are designed to be able to read. So it's not as big a deal with a Kindle, but with all the other tablets and, and our phones and computers, they all have lighting in them that, that mess with the melatonin in our brains. Gotcha. So, and, and so it keeps them from falling asleep sooner. So it takes longer to fall asleep. And then sometimes people wake up as a result of the imbalance of melatonin as well. So, but if you know that as a parent and you can sit down with your child and say, look, it's so important, especially because of all the stuff that's going on right now, you have to be able to get your sleep because you're not gonna be able to think and function. And when you're not getting enough sleep, you know how you're feeling lousy right now with the depression and anxiety and all these things that are happening, not getting enough sleep is making that three or four times worse. Whereas if we can help you get enough sleep, you will feel better. 
I mean, just all of us will feel better all the way around because we'll be physically better. Our brain, because we have to get sleep or our brain can't clean out the gunk. I mean, those slow brain waves clean out the old cells, clean out, you know, people who get good sleep, they tend to not have dementia and Alzheimer's when they get older as, as often, you know what I'm saying? That, and it doesn't matter that kids are younger and they're all shiny and new. It causes issues in their brains if they're not getting enough sleep. So, and my point in saying all of this is just sitting down with kids whenever, you know, taking a deep breath, being conscious about slowing down to speed up, talking to the kids about what's going on, how they're feeling, being a good listener and saying, you know what, you're right, I'm miserable too. Let's see if we can figure out some things we can do together to make this better. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I mean, this is actually an opportunity to bring our families closer. We can choose that. But I think sometimes as parents, you know, we get so wrapped up too, because we're working and trying to keep things going and food on the table and a roof over our head. You know, I mean, there's all these things that we're doing as well. Sure. So, so, and like you say, I think a lot of people are just in survival mode. Well, yeah, and I didn't know what screen time really was. I thought it was every screen. I'm like, I don't want you watching the TV. Like I'm, you know, like, you know, trying to figure out, like when you said the Kindle or that, you know, the e-readers are different than, you know, being on your phone or being on your computer. And I just wanted to ask you a question about sleep too, because it's not always possible for a kid to get a straight eight. So what do we do? If they oh, I'm glad you asked that question because naps are good. That's and what I'm asking. Like my kid naps we, for like, he gets home from school. He, you know, his practice, he naps for like an hour and a half. Then he goes to his sports and then he goes, does his homework and things. So he gets a total of eight to nine, but not in one contiguous unit. And actually the studies show that that actually works. And for kids who are teenagers, the, the number, like we, so the average adult needs about eight hours. So seven to eight hours, kids, teenagers need nine to 10 hours. And we're always telling them they only need eight. And then they wonder why they're tired after, you know, because lack of sleep is cumulative and they do need more sleep. And the reason they do is because their, their brains are still developing. Their bodies are still developing. They're growing even though it may not look like it outwardly because they don't, you know, they don't change as fast as they did when they were little, when they were in elementary school, there are a lot of things that are going on inside their bodies and brains that we can't necessarily see. So they really need, you know, like nine or 10 hours, but it doesn't need to be all at the same time. And I think we, schedule kids with a lot of things to do because we want to keep them busy and healthy and whatever, but they need that downtime. They need time to be bored once in a while to say, what do I do without picking up a screen? Because we need time to just imagine and let our minds wander and that kind of thing, because it it puts us into alpha and theta waves where we're, we're slowing down and that helps us put things from short-term memory to long-term memory. So the things that we're learning, we actually learn better when we get a little bit of downtime rather than, you know, living at this frenetic pace. So it's, you know, and I think when we sit down with our kids and we're intentional and say, how do we create this? What do we do? And we work as a team together. You know, I think it works a lot better. 
The thing yes. is, though, is if your child is already doing like nine hours on screens, you know, talking to friends and playing games and playing, you know, video games with several friends and whatever they're doing, that's not good for our brains. And that does cause addictive, you know, like on an MRI, our brains look the same as a drug addict. So, or an alcoholic. So, but you can't just all of a sudden, just like anything else, you can't all of a sudden say, okay, you know, I'm sorry, you can't do nine hours anymore. We're going to cut you down to two. <laughs> well, that's why that was my drama of going like, how do I, that's why I was so excited for us to talk about this today. Cause I know I'm, I'm probably prototypical of every other parent out there who's struggling with really you have PE on your computer. <laughs> right. Well, but playing PE on their computer, isn't like a computer game. They're, they're, no following instructions and then they're doing whatever calisthenics are doing or drills or whatever they're doing online. It's not the same as sitting and doing, uh, you know, playing a video game. Well, I didn't know that because when you say screen time or the experts all talk about, you know, because I check your stuff out and you're, you're always right. So I don't know why I check it out. I think it's my own. No, I think you should check it out. I'm not a perfect person. (laughs) I've done a lot of research. I'm a total science nerd at this point. But, you know, there are things that I could miss. I'm, although I'm even careful about, you know, how big is the study and how, what was a control group like? And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really into that whole thing because a lot of times I think things that people come out with that they've said in studies are correlation versus causation, you know? Yeah. But that's so, why I so didn't understand. So I'm that, really screens, if we're reading on screens that aren't backlit like a Kindle, it's not going to hurt kids any more than reading a book. Our brains are rewired. We still do learn better from a print book. The study, in fact, there was another study that just came out within the last few months that says we do still learn better from a print book where we can hold on to the book and, you know, touch it, move the pages because it works different parts of our brain. But at the same well, you know, time, and I'm interested about closer, that. Like, I just want to uh, put an aside like that, because I really wonder, because I have two kids, I have one kid that was raised on books more than digital, then I have a younger kid that's more digital than books, you know, he learned his letters on the, you know, playing the games on the TV and playing on the handheld, playing on the iPad. And I don't know if it's a preference or whatever, but my book reader kid and my digital reader kid are like different animals and my one who's my digital reader he consumes things at such a rapid rate versus my book reader who's slower but I don't know who retains more because they both get really good grades but they definitely have a preference and what's funny Trish is my book reader prefers the Kindle or you know prefers an e-reader and my digital kid prefers a physical book. So I I wonder what, you know, there's no way to study a kid who was, you know, because they're literally just hitting, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old. So we don't know what a kid raised on digital can retain, but we know what a kid can retain on a book. So I'm just going to buzz in and go, we need to check in in 10 years and see because well, a digital so there's, brain- there's a national institute of health study that's going on right now that's about halfway through where they're studying exactly what you're talking about yeah. and that's why i'm saying that the studies are still that 
we retain a little more, we understand a little more when we are reading a print book, just because we're using different parts of the brain, but it's getting closer and closer because although our kids who have been raised on on digital, their brains are rewired. They're wired in a different way. They're wired in a different way. So they can do more on digital. I will say though, with digital, a lot of times what's happening are people are doing more scanning than reading. Well, and I'm going to, yes, I'm going to say there's a difference between my kid reading something online, like on a like on a tablet or an iPad or whatever, he's skimming, scanning versus taking an e-reader, which you said is just like a book, you know, because again, my mistake is dumping an e-reader, you know, like a Kindle Paperwhite or an Oasis or a, a Nook, which we have all in our house versus <laughs> somebody on an iPad. And I hate to read on my iPad. I only read on my iPad or my phone as an absolute necessity. In fact, I can sit here and tell you, I've got my little, you know, happy Kindle right here. And it's little, you know, it's like a paperback book, but that's a very different. And I think defining some of these terms, like today we learned to define screen time. Now I understand screen time is game playing on the screen. It's not game playing and social media because it hit, because Teenage girls tend to be much more, I mean, everybody does social media and gaming on some level, but so, but girls tend to be more absorbed in social media and boys tend to be more absorbed in games, even though both genders do both things. Sure. That and and it's not absolute. There are exceptions to every rule, of course, but these are just tendencies. And the point is that's recreational screen time. So two hours of recreational screen time and TV is included in that because you still, your brain slows down into constant waves or alpha waves, which are the slower waves, but they're not doing the healthy things that they normally do when we're dropping off into sleep. And when we're dropping off into sleep, we're not in those slow waves for hours and hours at a time. Does that make sense? So so a lot of these things that kids are doing when they're on, like you and I are talking right now and we're on screens and people who are listening, they can't see us, but we can see each other. That's not messing up with our, our brains. We're just in a meeting. But I will say after a day, after a day of recording, Trish, I'm doing nine shows today. If I sit down and try to watch television, I have to put the closed captioning on and like give myself a rest, like even me as a grown up adult. Well, and that's what I was trying to say about earlier. What happens is after a while, part of what happens with screens is we end up doing things back to back to back to back to back and not getting a break. And the thing is with our brains, what happens is we literally reach a saturation point. And when our brains get saturated, they pretty much shut down. I mean, they will shut down for us. That's why a lot, it's actually good for you to just stare out the window. It's really good for you to just take a walk and not have, and not, you don't necessarily have to be listening to anything. You don't have to be thinking, just taking a walk. No, you know, you understand what I'm saying? We're so into, oh my gosh, we have so much to do and we'll just be wasting time. And it turns out that isn't wasting time at all. It turns out that we must have that downtime. We must have that time for our brains to, to 
pretty much reboot. I mean, that's, that's what I like to call it. You know, I work with a lot of parents who have children who have attention issues and they'll say, well, then all of a sudden they just start staring off unless they're really interested in something. And I feel like they should learn. Well, part of it is their brains do that for them. They have to train themselves to be able to intentionally focus. And unless they're, and then they end up in hyper-focus where they just, you know, they get the beam. And that's something that happens when they're looking at screens and they're playing on screens because their brains get hooked on that speed of brainwave and they'll just stay there. So we still don't know if screens are causing more attention deficit or if it's that people who have attention issues in the first place are more attracted to screens. Right. It's right. one of those both. things that we or don't both. know correlation, correlation versus causation. That's that's one of those gray areas that we're still trying to figure out in the scientific community. Right. So and it could be both. Sure. You know, it could definitely be both. They're attracted absolutely. to it. Yeah, we just absolutely. We just don't know for sure. And the, and the bottom line is, you know, it's kind of like everything. It's moderation in all things. If yeah. you're going to eat sweets, you know, if you eat sweets once in a while, but you're still eating your fruits and vegetables and you know, the things that protein and healthy fats, if you're still eating the things that are good for you, if you have a, you know, if you have a brownie every now and then or a cookie or some ice cream or whatever, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to hurt you. It's kind of the same thing with screen time. There are a lot of great things we can do on screens. Sure. We can have conversations. We can um, learn things there, you know, we can be in lectures and learn things. We can actually, even though we have a pandemic going on, we can have our coach tell us what to do right. so that we stay in shape. I mean, there are a lot of really positive things to screens, but we need to take breaks from our screens and how parents can deal with that is by slowing down to speed up and actually taking the time, even if they're doing something else while they're doing it, driving their child somewhere, turning off the screens while they're in the car so the kids aren't looking at their phones or whatever, and having a conversation and saying, you know, I'm stressed out, you're stressed out, here's stress, they're stressed everywhere, stress, stressed, right? Yeah. Oh, McDonald had a farm and our farm is not doing so well. So the bottom line is we can sit down with our kids and have them help be part of the solution. Right. And when they do that, then we get buy-in, there's mutual respect and people start getting along better. And, and I've been working with parents a lot because they're so stressed out that everything their kids are doing are bothering them. Well, guess oh, yeah. what? The same thing is happening with your kids. Everything yep. you're doing is their parents is bugging them too, yep. because there's been a lot more togetherness people are a lot more stressed. Whereas if we slow down and start having conversations and listening to each other and just relaxing, joking around again. And you know what I'm saying? When we can actually slow down enough to talk to each other when we have those quiet times, or even just be able to stare out the window and not do anything instead of just grabbing the nearest screen and, you know, checking your email or, you know, checking. Well, and I think everybody's worn out, Trish. 
You know, we've lived in such a high state of anxiety for, you know, any number of reasons, whether you're stay at home, work at home, work out of the office, whether you're a grandparent, you know, where you can't see your kids or you're a new parent and you can't see your mom, like, you know, take your pick. There's a million of them. And I think everybody's just worn out. And, you know, I know, like I I was in seven airports in six days over the last week. I know. And I had to get my dad from uh, Buffalo, bring him back here. And I needed to work in Minnesota, you know, all these things. And I, I left my dad's Chromebook in the TSA line in Buffalo. And I'm trying to get that computer back. And, you know, I got on the phone today to make a, a prescription change for my dad's medicine. And I called the spectrum people like these are not mistakes that I would normally make. You know, I'm pretty much right. on top of it. I run a tech company. I pride myself on my brain and my ability to do things. And, you know, I'm tired. I'm worn out. Like I would not have left a computer in a TSA line, all things being equal. And, you know, I think we're all feeling, you know, frustrations. I look on Facebook, somebody put a post up the other day about losing their keys. And they were talking about the two biggest things that they've been losing over the last like six months, keys and phones. Yes. Yeah. Because we're just distracted. And I think as a whole population, as a global population, we all need a break. A break from media, a break from screens, a break from, because you know what, I'll tell you, when you sit outside for the afternoon, which I did on Sunday, because I was just so tired, Trish, I couldn't do one more thing. I sat out and then I cleaned my pool and then I sat by the clean pool because I couldn't sit by the dirty pool. But I just sat there. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah, I just sat Not on a pool. I don't have a pool, but I get the idea. Yeah, well, but just, I just sat can't there. there. It's messy. <laughs> right. For a whole hour. And I looked at the sun on the water. I looked at the trees. And at that point, you know what? There was no COVID. There was no Biden, Trump. There was no, there was, the trees didn't care who won the election. The pool didn't care that there was a pandemic. You know, a squirrel runs by, all these things. And it was very normalizing for me to sit there and go, wow, what reality have I created? You know, a reality of fear and drama and challenge and all this stuff. And it's like, really, Trish, all I had to do was go sit in my backyard and take a break. And that's what I'm talking about with downtime. And our kids need that too. You know, even if you like with some of the parents I'm working with where their kids are particularly stressed or I'm having them work with their kids on just breathing with them. Okay, let's breathe. Or playing the add and move game that we've done together where they just watch you do a move and then you, you do the same move and they do a move and you go back and forth until somebody misses. You laugh about it and then start again. Because it's just something that's calm and quiet. And besides which it builds working memory, which is amazing for kids to be able to do better, but it's, it's a great brain reboot. And, and we need to do things that are more, you know, a brain reboot instead of, you know, pushing through constantly go, 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 go. And we have to be on screens all the time. And, And screens are easy, which is why a lot of times we end end up on screens, whether it's for pleasure or work or, you know, whatever we're doing, screens are easy because we have, they're all over now. Right. (laughs) Right? You can't pump gas without looking at a screen. 
Yeah, exactly. So, and, and they catch our attention because they're moving and, you know, just whatever. Whereas if we can do more of like you were talking about, just sitting outside, you don't have to have a pool. You don't have to have anything fancy. You can and just- And you don't have to be exhausted. Like yeah. that was the thing, Trish, I was too exhausted. And it was so funny because my, my iPhone was dead. My iPad was dead. My computer was dead. And I was too tired to dig through my travel bags to find my charger pouch. You know, <laughs> like I have a cute little charger pouch with, you know, everybody's in there and I right. knew it was somewhere in my bags and I just got in and I'm like, you know what? It was, I was too tired literally to get a charger. So yeah. what does that tell you? And then I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to take a, you know, I got a glass of water. I'm like, I'm just going to sit by the pool. And then I'm like, crap, the pool is dirty. It's full of leaves. It's full of ash. So, you know, I scrub it, clean it all up. And then I sat down and I just sat there for an hour. And I can't, I can't even remember the last time I just sat outside. And the thing is, is your mind just wanders. And yep. when your mind just wanders, that's a lot of times when things come to you. I mean, if you have ever laid down on a bed, you're just going to lie down for a minute. Sometimes you're really tired and you conk out and you sleep, but other times you just lie down and your mind just wanders. It just goes wherever it goes. And, and a lot of times that's where our epiphanies come from, because we have to, a lot of times slow down so that our brains can actually connect the dots. Absolutely. And, and, and I think during this time, it's a great time for parents here and for kids, what a great example for, for our kids, if we're sitting down and we're just taking time to relax, taking time to breathe and stare out the window, maybe do some pretending if you have little kids, just letting them play with toys and <laughs> whatever, instead of being on screens or playing with toys, or maybe they're, you know, pretending the salt and pepper shaker are something besides a salt and pepper shaker. Or the old standby hot lava. You can't right. do anything better than hot lava. Pillows and t things on the floor and let them jump from pillow to cushion. They'll do that all day. Yeah. Did exactly. you guys play hot lava? Yes. And, you know, here's the thing, too. Scientists found that when kids just play outside or they get unstructured time like that where they're pretending it improves their social skills, their emotional well-being. It even improves their eyesight. Kids that get more downtime where they get time to just be free time that's not on screens or whatever, um, they even tend to have glasses less frequently. <laughs> they have better <laughs> eyesight. I mean, and, and that was the thing that shocked me the most. I really feel that um, when we give our kids time to just pretend and relax. And if you have teenagers, middle school and high school, although you'd be surprised, sometimes they're still working things out. So they're talking to those, themselves in the mirror or whatever. But if they're, if they have a chance to be bored, quote unquote, and then get past to the, okay, I'm not allowed to just pick up a screen. I got to do something right. else. They come up with other things to do. They really Absolutely do. They and, do. And we just have to go through that little bit of pain of them but the other thing is we also if they've been looking at screens for nine hours or whatever we need to wean them off slowly so we need to talk to them about okay you know let's do a half an hour less a day until we get down to two hours so right now you're watching nine hours it's going to take us you know a few weeks to get all the way down to two hours but that's okay that we're going to just and just know that we're going to be doing that 
and then replace it with other things. Right. Because that's the thing they, is if you want to get your kids off of screens, give them a fun alternative. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we are out of time and we will be back again next week with another great episode. If you liked what you heard today, Trish Wilkinson, check her out at the brain stages. If you are struggling as a parent, check her out, check her website out. She's got lots of great programs. She's got lots of get, great tools. Check out her book, The Brain Stages. You'll be glad you did. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.